tēnā koutou. You're listening to a co-education podcast, pushing the boundaries of educational possibilities. Kia ora, ko Rochelle tō kuingua. My name's Rochelle and I'm part of the learning experience team at Core Education. I'm here today with Carl Summerfield and Josh Huff, who are facilitators at Core Education, and we're going to be discussing how to support students to solve real-world problems. An example of this is a program, Efiti Efiti, where students are empowered to solve real-world problems. They are put into cohorts. Okonga will pitch their solutions back to the organisations that set them the challenges. But to explain it further, we have Josh and Carl. Kia ora. Kia ora, Rochelle. Kia ora, Rochelle. How does Efiti Efiti work? Oh, I can answer that one for you. So um, Efiti Efiti is a program where um, it's pitched at senior secondary school students. Um, The way it works is that each uh, school that's involved sends a cohort of students along. So six students per school plus teacher. Um, The students complete a two-day design workshop where they learn a bunch of um, different skills and get a chance to practice those skills. And then there's a series of uh, sprints that the students are involved in. So at the start of the first sprint, we have some community partners that come along. Um, they're going to pitch some real world problems, things that they're currently struggling with that they haven't been able to solve. And the students are going to have an attempt at creating a solution. So they don't have to build the exact solution. They do have to pitch the idea back to the, um, to the uh, organisation that gave them the challenge. So that might be that they have a, um, you know, some um, prototypes, um, some rough ideas, um, some screenshots of things they've been thinking about, and and they need to show that they've thought through the problem and they've come up with the solution and that's going to be a good solution. And that's roughly how it works. Great. Um, you use the term sprints, and I just wondered if you could explain that to people who haven't encountered it before. Sure. So a sprint is just um, a, a discrete uh, block of time um, during which you concentrate only on the kopapa in front of you. So when the students are um, involved in the sprint, it's a two-day sprint. All they do is work on their Efiti Efiti project for that whole two days. So we'll have people there to support them and mentor them. Um, we've got um, resources available. Each of our sprints happens inside a makerspace. So they've got access to um, you know a bunch of machinery and things if they want to create physical prototypes. But they spend those two days absolutely focused on what they're trying to do with you know the idea that they'll have this outcome at the end of it. Karawe. And... In terms of the name Efiti Efiti, what does what does that mean? Uh, efiti Efiti roughly translates as um, cross on over. It's like a um, exhortation or an instruction, and the the idea behind the name is that we're trying to create a bridge between what happens in schools and what happens out in the real world. So it's an opportunity for students to get involved in some authentic learning, working on stuff that's actually happening in real. Um, but it also gives uh, businesses and other community organisations a chance to work with schools and to talk to the teachers and to talk to the kids, find out what's going on in their world and also um, help to give them pathways out from school into industry and business. Brilliant. 
I'm really excited about this as an activity for students because I know with my tamapōtiki, he is the most excited when he is working on real, real world problems. And I wondered, Josh, do you have an example of a real world problem that students have worked on and how they went about that and what the outcomes were? Absolutely, Rochelle. So in the previous iteration of Efiti Efiti, which ran under the name Kuriki Pakihi, there was a group of young Akonga, and this group uh, engaged with an authentic business challenge who were creating a solution for the irritable bowel disease community. And the solution was to create a web portal which allowed people with IBD to connect with each other and with the medical professionals. So what the request was, was to create some kind of a website backed by some kind of a database. The young students engaged with this challenge and they created not only a beautiful website and a beautiful database, but also a prototype of a handheld device, which they 3D printed. And the intention was for this handheld device to connect with the website and the database to allow people to input their data. And it had things like Braille on it and big, bold, brightly colored buttons to really allow for inclusivity of use. And when they pitched their solution back, the executive and later the board and some of the clientele were absolutely moved by their solution, saying things like, how did you come up with this in such a short time? Wow, it's amazing what you've made. We, we almost don't understand how you've achieved this, but it's so good. And they actually said to them after the initial pitch, would you come back and show it to the rest of our business? We're so moved by what you've done. And they did indeed do that. And the rest of the company's clientele were also moved by the solution. So it was a real testament to the power of youth being given the reins to run with something and creating something beautiful. Thank you both for sharing and explaining how this can work and the outcomes of it. Is there anything else you'd like to share before we go? Kia Rochelle. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, going forward, um, the tech community in Aotearoa has really signaled that there is a need for not only new people to come into the tech uh, area, but also to develop as seasoned professionals. And this is one way that communities, schools, the tech community at large and the public sector can all engage together to really, really support young people and create those pathways for them. And it's through the power of all these people being at the table that this kind of innovation can continue to happen. So I guess my parting comment would be any opportunities to realize this kind of initiative in your local area, we strongly encourage you to do so. You've been listening to a core education podcast pushing the boundaries of educational possibilities. Dear Narakoto.